Hey, family, welcome to A Moment in the Word. Hopefully there's three things that will be done here. One, you will hear the word. Two, you will receive the word. And three, you will share the word. Now let's get to it. I am so sorry time got away from me and I didn't realize that I was supposed to be here an hour ago. Mm, my bad. I forgot. My bad. I did. I forgot. I truly I did. I, I just didn't pay attention to the time. I didn't. So we're going to hit it and quit it. How's it? We're going to hit it and we're going to quit it. <laughs> there you go. All right. So listen again. This is the lady that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for attending a moment in the word. This is our daily Bible study. Yeah, I said daily because I have been here three, four days straight, y'all. Hey, God answers prayers because my desire is to be here and share my lunch hour with you guys. Truly, it is enriching, encouraging, motivating, doing what I need to do to uplift your soul, right? Uplift your spirit, man. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know who I am, let me tell you, I am Elder Dana T. Samuel. I am the pastor of DSM Outreach Ministry right here in the city of Detroit, where our motto is changing lives one person at a time through the word of God. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you don't have your Bibles, go get them. Hurry up. Let's do what we got to do. We're going to hit it and quit it. We're going to come in and leave back out. I come to motivate you today because I know today is Friday and most of y'all got paid. Hey, I did too, right? And sometimes it looked like our paycheck don't go as far as it needs to go. But you know what? It's all right because God going to get in it and he going to make it do what it do. I just want to let you know that. All right. So if you got your Bibles, I need you to turn to Matthew chapter six, starting at verse nine, where we're going to recite the Lord's prayer. You there? Give me a thumbs up. Hit the like button as an amen. And if you know it by heart, just like it anyway. You ready? All right. So as it goes, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come that will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Hey, good morning, Cousin Willie. Hey, good morning, Cousin Martha. How you doing? Everybody all right this morning? I ain't see y'all in a minute. <laughs> all right, y'all. So let us get on over here to Numbers. We are going in the Old Testament. Y'all know I love the Old Testament. Let's get over into Numbers, picking up at the uh, Numbers 13. That's where we're going. And I'm going to set this thing up for you all because you remember they're journeying from Egypt and they're on their way to Canaan land. They're on their way to the promised land. Amen. To God be the glory. Thank you for the compliment, cousin. <laughs> I got to see you too because I know you just gorgeous as always. <laughs> So listen, we got to get on over here. Number 13, right? So as I said, you had them coming from Egypt. And they're going over to the promised land. They're going over to Canaan land. So when they get there, God has given Moses a commandment. He told him, go in and get ready to possess the land. Many of us have been heard a word from God and he told us to go and do something. But we turn around here and you know what? For whatever reason, we don't get there. So you ready? Let's go. Now, I'm not going to read a lot of the stuff because, you know, 
it is what it is. I'm going to get to the meat and the potatoes of it, right? So here we are. Moses has chosen 12 men to go and be spies. Mm -hmm. And let's start with verse 1. And it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man everyone a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran, and those men were heads of the children of Israel. Now, and mind you, this is also how the princes of principles of leadership has also started, but that's a whole nother story for another lesson. And those children were the names of the tribe of Reuben and all of those, you know, so forth on. Moving on down here to verse 17. He says, and Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, get you up this way southward and go into the mountain. See, he's giving them a direction of how to go into the mountain so that they won't be seen, so that they won't be captured right? And then he says, and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that dwell in. How many cities are in there, right? Whether it's tents or in strongholds. And he says, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be a wood therein or not. And then here's that very line right there. And he says, be ye, be you of good courage. Be of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the of the uh First strike grapes. So now he's telling them, listen, I need you to go this way because God has already provided a route, giving it to Moses. Go this way. He's giving him direction, told him this is the way you go. He said, now I want you to go take a look at the city. Want to find out if it's fat or lean. Meaning, you know what? Is this a place of productivity? Is this a place that we can go and pitch our tents? Can we begin to grow? our crops? Is this a place that we can flourish? I need to find out what's going on here in this land. And so they went and they went 40 days searching. Now you heard me talking about them 40 days yesterday, but they was 40 days searching. And so they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zen unto Rome as men come to Hammond. And they ascended by the south and came into Hebron where Elam, Sheshai, and Selmai, the children of Anak were. Now Hebron was built seven years before his own in Egypt. And they came unto the brook of Eshaw and cut down from this a branch with one cluster of grapes and they buried between the two upon a staff. You know, they carried it like this, you know, every between the two of them on the staff. He got one in and the guy got the other one and they carried it, right? And he says, and the place was called the brook of Eshaw because the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. This is when it gets good. He says, and now there's time for them to give a report, okay? And he says, and when they went and came to Moses and Arab and to all the con congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness parents to the Kaddish and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation to show the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we came unto the land whither thou sent us and surely it floweth with milk and honey. It's rich. 
and this is the fruit of thereof. See what we brought back? Oh, it's rich and it's prosperous. Oh, it's a it's producing, it's a prosperous land, and everything that come out of it is growing. And he says unto them, nevertheless, see, but the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, they saw that the children of Anak there, the Amalites, dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the sea uh, and the coast of Jordan. And here you got little Caleb. Caleb was the smallest one, but he was the strongest one. Caleb said, let's get it. Caleb said, still the people before Moses, he brought them all together. And he says, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. We are well, we well equipped. We got what we need. Because see, one thing about God, he's not going to send you somewhere that he ain't made provision for you. He's not going to tell you to go. And the way is not already been made. See, that's why Moses said, be of good courage or don't be scared. Or as my deceased friend Danny used to say, don't be weak. Right. And so he says to them, but the men that went up with him said, we might not be able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we had gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. He said, it's giants in the land. It's some big folks over there. And when they saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which came of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight and saw that we were in their sight. Now we got a problem right here. All right. We got a problem. God sent Moses to send his servants, send those people, send those 12 men up there to go and scout out the land to see whether or not if this is a land that is prosperous because I'm getting ready to send you all there. Now, mind you, God had already told them in the beginning, I'm going to take you out of bondage, out of slavery, and I'm going to take you to a land that floweth with milk and honey. God had already told them what the land was going to look like, but he wanted to send Moses so that he could make sure that the people understood where they were going and also see whether that they were going to follow and whether or not they trusted God. Many of us are the same way. God has told us, this is where you need to go. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to, you need to be about your business. But instead we end up just like these men and we started coming up with excuses. If God brought you to it, he's going to take you through it. Instead, we come up with excuses of what they said, what somebody else said, or better yet, we start looking at ourselves as grasshoppers, small and diminished, right? You know how you have some people say, I got a friend of mine who always say, I'm a man, not a mouse, right? Well, we do the same thing. Instead of us trusting what God said, we start coming up with the excuses. Let me ask you something. 
which is something that they should have considered. They said, well, the land is full of milk and honey, but you know, those people are stronger. They are bigger than us. Are they stronger and bigger than your God? Same thing that we have today. Like you get the paycheck today and you say, you know what? I got all these bills to pay and I ain't got enough money to pay them. Are your bills bigger than what your God is able to do? Are your bills, your circumstances, situations, are they bigger than what your father is able to accomplish? I got something going on right now with one of my kids. And for a minute, I started to let the enemy come in and bring in worry and doubt. And then I had to think about it and say, wait a minute. Who's the biggest? This situation or my God? I put it in God's hands. I walked around the floor. I prayed about it, gave God to it. As my friend Rail says, I prayed about it, talked about it, and ate a piece of chicken on it. I'm done. And that's the same thing with you. Don't be like the children of Israel where you're sitting up here sizing up your problems. You're sizing up your challenges. You're sizing up. Don't you know that your blessing is on the other side of your struggle? Don't you know that your blessing is on the other side of the thing that's got you scared? Because fear, false evidence appearing real, that false evidence, that fear is the thing that's blocking you from your destiny. You got to move past what you see. You got to move past what you hear, what you feel. Sometimes God will put you in a situation where he pushes you into your destiny. He pushes you into your future. He pushes you in a situation that's going to make you uncomfortable because in that situation that's made you uncomfortable is there when you turn around and you start kicking in your survival skills and your survival skills basic one-on-one is let me talk to my father in heaven let me pray about this situation what did God say where is my faith see sometimes you got to start preaching to yourself and you got to ask yourself the question God said that he would never leave me or forsake me he would be with me always even until the end of the world. God said that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God said that all of my needs will be supplied according to his riches, not mine, not the jobs, but according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So if God has made all of these things for me, if he said that he'd make me the head and not the tail, that he placed me on top and not beneath, he said that I will be the lender of men, but not the borrower of none. If God has said all of these things to you. Why are you doubting? Why are you coming up with excuses? Why are you being like the children of Israel saying that I'm a grasshopper? No, you're not a grasshopper. You are a giant in the land. Come on, somebody. I want you to understand and know who you are. Not what they said, but who God said you are. I am who my father says that I am. I am the apple of his eye. I am a royal priesthood. I am a peculiar person. Amen. That which I ask for, I can have. He said that I can have what I say I have. He said that he had whatever I put my hand on is blessed. He said that he wants me to prosper and be in good health, even as my soul prospers. You got to begin to repeat the things in which God has said to you. And you said, well, wait a minute, elder. I can't read it. I can't remember. I know why. Because you're not reading your book. Because if you read the book and you begin to take it in word by word, 
line by line, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. So when in times of trouble, you can bring it up. You can regurgitate what God has to say about you. You can take authority over what it looked like. You can cast down those imaginations of doubt. Amen. I heard somebody tell the story today and it chuckled me because I laughed. He said, you know, I was over at a millionaire's house. Now, this might be another story. He said, I was at a, at a millionaire's house. He said, and as we were at the millionaire's house, he said, we went down by the pool. He said, and the pool was full of alligators. And the millionaire said, listen, if you get inside the pool and swim from one side to the other, because it was a big Olympic-sized pool, he said, I'm going to write you a check for a million dollars. Everybody began to run off and then all of a sudden they heard a splash. They turned right back around to see who it was and there was a man in there and he was stroking from one side to the other. He didn't pay no attention to the fact that there was alligators in the pool and that they were snapping at him. He didn't care nothing about them. He was trying to get to the other side. See, getting to the other side was his destiny. It was the challenge, but it was also his destiny. And so when they got down to that, the man jumped out of the pool. They looked at him and they said, you jumped in? He said, you know what? Give me your name so I can write this check. Put it in your name. And the man looked at him. He said, listen, he said, I wasn't concerned about this check. I'm thankful that I got it because Lord knows I needed it. He said, but I want to know who pushed me in. See, who pushed me in? And that's the same thing with many of you. God will push you into a situation. God will push you into that thing that scares you, that makes you uncomfortable. Not for you to look to the left or to look to the right to see what's coming at you, but for you to look unto the other side. Because on the other side is where you're trying to get through. And what you need to know as you're going through, you got God separating. You got God making a way for you, just like he did the children of Israel when he separated the Red Sea. He's also separating your problems, your situations, your circumstances, everything that comes to block your way, everything that gets in your way, everything that causes you to stay up at night, everything that makes your pet, your checkbook unbalanced, whatever it is. God says, don't pay attention at what the giants are in the land. Don't focus on how the size of your giants, but focus on how big your God is. Amen. Amen. Don't see yourself as a grasshopper. See yourself as God, how God sees you. Amen. As an overcomer. Mm, that's rich. You better catch hold to it. This has been a moment in the word. I love you. And there ain't nothing that you can do about it. If you don't know Jesus, let's take the time out because I was getting ready to end this thing, but I won't do it without giving the invitation. Amen. Amen. If you don't know Jesus as being your Lord and Savior, let's take out the time right now so you can get to know him. How's that? He said unto you, all you got to do is come as you are. Just be who you are. You can't fix yourself. You can't get yourself together. God does all of that once you get to know him. Like I said yesterday when we were talking about Moses going to spend time with the Lord, and I told you all yesterday, you look different. Only God can change that. Only God is the one who can fix it and you will look different once you spend time with him. Once you accept him today into your heart as being your Lord and Savior, here, repeat after me. Father God, I am a sinner, but I'm asking you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. 
And from this day forward, I'm going to do my best to serve you. If you said those simple words, happy birthday. For today, you have been born again, not by flesh and blood, but by the spirit of the Lord, by faith. And you can find all of that information that I just said to you by reading Romans chapter 10, verse 8 through 13, where it tells you by the confessions of your mouth brings your man to salvation. Mm-hmm. Because if you confess Jesus with your, heart, mouth, with your mouth and breathe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you too shall be saved. First Corinthians chapter, I'm sorry, first John 1 and 9 says that if you confess your sin, then he is just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And John chapter 3, you saw a wonderful conversation that Jesus was having with Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. And in that conversation, he told Nicodemus, in order for you to see the kingdom of God, you got to be born again. And he said, well, how does that happen? Am I supposed to enter into my mother's womb a second time? And he said, no, not at all. He said, you have to be born again of faith and of water and be baptized, right? I'm trying to tell you. And when you get baptized, you're going to be baptized with the spirit of the Holy Spirit. Oh, and when the Holy Ghost come upon you, you're going to have power. That's a whole nother story. You know, I get excited when I start thinking about salvation and all that it and all that it brings. Because we serve an awesome God. And we no matter what the giants are in our life, in our situations, relationships, no matter what the circumstances are, He is God. And He is God is of all. Is there anything too hard for God? Not at all. If He sends you to it, no, He's gonna bring you through it. I'm gonna see you guys tomorrow. Not Sunday, can you hear me well? I'm going to see you all tomorrow because God has instructed me to get back in line with the way that we used to do things when we was in the world, when we had a building. So we're going to start doing services on Saturday. Hear me and hear me well. Saturday, so I'm going to see you all tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, don't look for me Sunday. Because if you look for me Sunday, I'm going to put a post up there and say, I was here yesterday. Okay? All right. I love you. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today in A Moment in the Word. Again, as I said in the beginning, I hope that there was three things that you took away here. One, that you were able to hear the Word. Two, that you received the Word. And three, that you go and share the Word. Remember, right here, we change the lives one person at a time through the Word of God. I love you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it.